Hello and welcome to You're Wrong About Musicals. I'm Esme. And I'm Nell. Today we are going to be talking about Come From Away. But first, I feel like we have a lot of news to get through at the start. Um, is there anything you want to start with particularly or should we just... I finished my essay. Yes, uh, Nell like finished an her ago. essay an hour ago and is on four hours of sleep and is now currently drinking. Okay, four hours of sleep, four cups of five cups of coffee, and then me and my flatmate cracked open some prosecco to celebrate because we both just finished our essays. Yeah, so, I yeah, I finished all of my assignments for this uh, assessment period yesterday. I have another one in two weeks. Oh, it was so bad. They were all a week out after each other, but um, some theatre news, not news from our lives. Uh. Um, Hayes Town casting came out. Hayes like Town casting came out literally a couple of hours ago. We're recording this a day later because I had this yeah. night, so yeah. So it came out today. It came out today. Um, predict our predictions were wrong because we did predict yeah. some things. We were quite off the mark. Honestly, okay, just a little, just a little, just a tiny weeny bit. We were off the mark. Um, Shrek, Shrek, is, Shrek coming. is coming. coming. To the Hammersmith Apollo. To the Hammersmith Apollo. It's that. I won't say anything more about <laughs> that location. <laughs> no, how many times have you been there and for what purpose? I've been there twice uh-huh. this year. Uh huh. Um, once for a show, mm-hmm. and the second time, also for a show. Anyway. Yeah. Dear Evan Hansen is continuing its reign of terror and doing a non replica UK tour. Fucking forgot about that, I'm honest. Um, I think it's hilarious that they've had to already do a show that uh, a production that is completely re-examining the source material, even though it's like five years old. Do you remember when we just randomly decided to dissect Dear Evan Hansen at like eleven p.m. at night? Yeah. And then a year later, here we are. Here we are. Do did they have access to our text messages? I hope so to then make a better production. That's the problem. It's a non-replica. I know a lot about non-replicas from Phantom. Phantom. It just means it's going to use the song and have a different staging. Yeah. It's like the costumes might be be different. The costume, they might have more of an ensemble, you know? They might split a character in half and give them two. They might, like, um, have, they might change the screens on the stage. And the screens were one of the only good things about it. Maybe they'll give him more than just, like, a bed and a bedside table for his bedroom set. Like, maybe they'll change the direction a little bit so Evan's a little bit more of the villain, you know? I don't think they can. But you can't without completely rewriting Having read that script multiple times, (laughs) I can't disclose where I got the script. No, it was very legal. I certainly didn't pay money for it. No. Why would... Because I would not do that. Why would we give our money to David Hansen? We have seen it. We've seen it. Um. Also, can you guys like? I love the fact that people listening listen to our Dear Evan Hansen episode. But please, the editing on that is horrific. This is okay. Mind. I keep getting like the clips of us. I don't follow us on anything because I hate listening to myself speak. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, Specifically, so. okay. And it, whenever I get the clips of like me talking, yeah, I've noticed two things. Number one is that my mic always sounds like I'm slightly underwater. Okay. Um, to the point where I was watching a little Simsy video. Yeah. And she had like an ad for a Logitech mic, and I was like, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I should. 
I'm like, you know what? You know what, Cindy? I'm like, you know what? Oh, that's pretty cool. This might be a shout. Yeah. And then the second thing is, this is going to be so specific. Do you know that clip? It's from like the front of me's podcast. Yeah. But I don't even know his name. But the other, the guy makes Ethan. fun of Trisha. Ethan, that's his name. Makes fun of Trisha for always ending her sentences like, mm? yes, yeah, I know that clip. Yep. Mm-hmm. I sound like that. No, you don't. I've realized listening, I've listened to my voice. I sound, I actually did get, get made fun of for doing that exact thing. And I thought I'd stopped, but apparently I haven't. Um, I I don't hear it, and I spend a I spend a lot of time listening to your voice. I know, maybe it's just when I hear it, I'm really like hyper yeah. aware of it. No, I'm hyper aware of my own voice and how it sounds, so it's just a thing. But I I sound like just a really annoying like Valley Girl. Like if Britain had Valley Girls, <laughs> that would be you my sound voice. like a West London Valley Girl. I really do. I don't even remember what clip it was, but I was just listening to it. It was probably from the Phantom episode, because that's where I talked, like, the most. Yeah. And I was uh, like, my god, my voice is horrific. So, yeah. You've let me walk around like this for 20 years. <laughs> then that's me when I listen to the sound of my own voice. I'm like, who? Who's not? How have I not got punched more for sounding really annoying? Um... <laughs> Um, Merrily we roll along past album. It's so good. I listened to it yesterday. It's so good. It the for Mer- reference. Esme saying that because we spent an hour figuring out the plot. Yeah. And then she listened to it. And then I listened to it. The plot is batshit. How come no one told me how batshit this plot is? Um, I was texting with Martha today, and she, I was like, "Have you listened to the new Merrily soundtrack?" And she's like, no, "No, no, no, I've been meaning to." And I was like, "Daniel Radcliffe's really good at it." And she's like, "Sorry, what? Daniel Radcliffe?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> We were, okay, I should mention, I, I might say a lot of this, but we talked about this yesterday, because we did try and record this yesterday, and then I was like, no, I need to write my essay. No, I just got I, too like, distracted. I, like, didn't write it. <laughs> but we talked about, I, I really love Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe picks the coolest stuff to do, because he's got a lot of fame and, like, power behind him, and she so was like, why don't I do sometimes big, biggest flop? It's just, it's, he's so good. I love Daniel Radcliffe. I've never seen Harry um, Potter, but I think he's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, Grammy nominations came out. Um, I was informed by a friend who I was helping her run lines, and I was also watching the Grammy nominations at the same time. And apparently, when like a category would come up, I would like stand like a mad watches the football, like hands on my hips, like feet <laughs> apart, like staring intensely at it. Um, and for musical theatre album. Uh, Sweeney Todd, Akimbley Akimbo, Parade, and Shucked all nominated. Oh, and Sound Like a Heart, I believe. Yeah. I really want to listen to Shucked. I like haven't listened to it for ages. Uh, I've not listened to it. Uh, I've listened to bits, I think. I've listened to a couple songs. Um, Yeah. I had other. Uh, um, rem- okay, have you watched the Wait in the Wings video yet? About what? Shucked? About Starkid. No, wait. He trailed to Oregon. He no, I don't see like that today. No, I've been at, I've been in classes all day. Oh my god, I saw him okay last night when I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Um, I saw it and mm. I was like, oh fuck, I need to watch this, and then I didn't. But it's about Trail to Oregon, and it looks really good. That is. And I can't um, wait to watch it. This week on Gatsby Corner, it unfortunately closed in New Jersey sad um uh, however uh 
according to Reddit, they are putting out, they are trying to get people to subscribe to their mailing list. Are you subscribed? No, because I'm probably not going to get to go see it. <laughs> you may as well know. No, I'll just know. Like, they'll just be like a bat signal. They'll be like, something will come over me and be like, oh, check, like, playbill.com. And I'll know. They don't need to be on the mailing list. It'll just be intuitive. Um, trying to think if there is anything else musical related to talk I feel about. like there's something else. Well, fucking David Cameron came back. I don't know. Oh, that, that was finally mentioned in one of my classes this week. It was like insane. Um. There's this, like, Richard's, there's this Rogers and Hammerstein concert that's happening at the Palladium, and it's got, like, an insane cast that just keeps being announced. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, today. It's, like, Ashley Park, Audra McDonald, Aaron Tavay, Lucy St. Louis. Um, what's Imelda Staunton last week or this but, week? Imelda Staunton, I think, was this week. Imelda Staunton's going to be in Hello, Dolly. Uh, at yeah. The Palladium. At the London Palladium. I really want to go see her. I fucking love Amelda Staunton. Do you actually? I really do. I have. I don't know if you know this, guys. I was in. I got an email recently about being in the top listeners for Frank Sinatra. Ah <laughs> yes, he was so proud. <laughs> I, I really love Frank Sinatra. You sent it to me. It was like for some this would be a loss, but for me it's a win. The thing is. He's not going to be on my Spotify Wrapped because I listen to so much else more than I listen to Frank Sinatra. But by like a normal standard, I listen to so much Frank Sinatra. Guys, I'm so glad that the Merrily album has come out post Spotify Wrapped season. No, it's not. Spotify Wrapped Spotify stopped counting, I swear. No, they said it was extended. Yeah, but they've just put out something a minute ago saying Spotify Wrapped coming soon. Okay, so. Yeah. But how soon is soon? Uh, within the next month, probably. But guys, listen. I know that the people probably listening to this are people who fear Spotify rap season. Oh yeah. So freedom at last. Everyone, start listening to the Geek Cast. <laughs> no, <laughs> I shan't be doing that. I'll continue to listen to my plethora of Andrew Lloyd Webber recordings. Andrew Lloyd Webber wasn't in Nell's top artist last week and I was very proud. Who was it last week? It's, oh, it's because I was streaming a new album. Yeah. Guys, I'm putting this out there. Go and stream. This is not going to be relevant by the time that this comes out. Um, James Marriott's new album, Don't Blame Me. That's not even the name of it. Are we there yet? Don't Blame Me is a song on it. I'm so tired. <laughs> Go and stream I'll be there yet. Yeah. By James Marriott. Yeah. Right, let's finally get into Come From Away. Come From Away is a musical by husband and wife team, Irene Shankoff and David Hyde. Um, it first came about when a lawyer, Michael Rubinoff, believed that audiences would respond to the power of hope emerging throughout tragedy, uh, but most figured his concept of finding the bright side in one of the world's most notorious acts of terrorism was too macabre. So he was like, I want to do something about community in 9-11, which... I kind of get where they're coming from. Like, if you told me there's a musical about 9-11 and it has pretty significant amounts of comedy... Yes. I'd be like, I don't think I'd listen to it if that was the pitch you gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, However, I do really like yeah, so then he found out about the story of Gander in Newfoundland. 
and said uh, it made him feel proud to be Canadian. He kept thinking about how great of a story it was. He then approached approached several writers about the concept, but they did not share the same passion or or enthusiasm. But he like kept going around. Like this is still the early like 2000s, like shopping around to be like listening to stuff. Um, in 2009, did he come up with this after 9/11? A couple years. That's a bit dark. I'm not seeing like a terrorist act to be like you know this would make a fucking banger musical. This would make some banger tunes. Um, he approached several right. Yeah, That's kind of insane. I thought they would like come up with like a year before it released. No, this thing has been about since like 2010. No, 2012, sorry. Even two, okay, 10 years are still a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, in 2009. Had just been elected. <laughs> They're already writing the, um, the 9 11 musical? 2009, Rubinoff went to go see a the Mirafitch production of the autobiographical comedy My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Wiccan Wedding, Wiccan. Uh, produced and written by husband and wife team, uh, David. Hyde and Irene Chankov. Uh, Irene says that they were happy to hear from Rubinoff about and the bizarre concept just about to everyone didn't sound strange to them, especially since they were living in New York during September 11th, and Hyde grew up in the Celtic-influenced music of Newfoundland, which he loved. Do so... Newfoundland or Newfoundland? I don't know. Because they... Cause, Newfoundland. Because the accents that they have in the show is, like, they're very realistic to the people that actually live in Ganda. Yeah. I, I hate to break this to you, Esme. We're British. We say Newfoundland. 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 Yeah, such a weird infliction on words. Who me? It's so endearing, yeah. <laughs> it's so endearing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. They right. would then go to Ganda. So the writers would go to Ganda and spend three weeks interviewing all the key players. And it was during the 10th anniversary that they went to Ganda. And so all of like the plain people and the locals were there. So it was like the perfect was time to go. The finale? Yeah, which would eventually become the finale of the show. Um, they spent hours talking to people, heard hundreds of amazing stories, and they experienced the same kind of hospitality that the people at the plains did. Uh, Reg Wright, the president of the airport, said you're doing a musical about people giving out showers uh and sandwiches this isn't gonna work everyone's basically like this is so weird and like kind of nothing this isn't gonna work i do kind of get that though because if i was like i'm gonna write a musical about this major historic like probably the most historic event so far at the time mm. of the 21st century mm-hmm. which like a year in by the way That's yeah crazy um, and it's not going to be about anything that happened ground zero. It's not going to be like it's going to be really far if, removed from the actual event to yeah, the point like, where we I'm... don't even say exactly what happens. We never explain it. I love that. That's such a fun. It's not fun. It's when not we get into our happening. thoughts, I have so much to say about oh, that. Yeah. Um, if I was going like, if I was like, I'm writing a musical for Broadway in New York about nine eleven that happened in New York. Yeah, I feel like maybe it'd be about like heroic firefighters or it'd be like a tragedy like even if i wanted to include the hope aspect i feel like it would be right like it would be the finale like the whole thing would be a tragedy and then you get hope that makes sense in my head Mm -hmm. if i was pitching a show for again for new york see at the time they didn't think and i was like i'm gonna gonna... this is gonna be set in gander 
And then I was, where's Gander? They never, like, thought that this would go to New York because what I found out when I was researching for this, only eight broad- Broadway shows have come from Canada, including Come From Away. I feel like that is, like... No, but I, I did get that they didn't think it would go to Broadway. But I feel like, unless you're like, fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber or someone. Yeah. You don't really think your show is going to go to Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like such a prestigious thing. Yeah. But again, even with that in mind, I still think it, it, it yeah. definitely wouldn't be my first thought. Of no, like, exactly. A 9-11 musical. No, exactly. I feel really bad calling it just a 9-11 musical because it is a lot more than that it is so but at its base we will like it yeah i mean there's so much to talk about just based on that like and i think that we'll we'll talk about that in a moment um come from away would be the first music musical developed at sheridan's musical theater project the cast was initially made up from students and the first one of the show was only 40 minutes her students stood on stage and were reading music from music stands in 2013 godspeed musicals in connecticut showcased it in their musical in their workshop program while the national alliance of musical theater in new york selected it for their showcase presentation they were worried about how Americans would react to it because for Americans, obviously, it's so much more personal. Yeah, it's everything we've just said. Yeah, but... That's, that's the thing I think, actually. Mm. That's when we realise But when you think of, like, telling stories about 9-11... Yeah. The main thing is always, like, Americanism. Yes, Like, these yeah. American heroes, like the New York Fire Department, mm-hmm. you know, these people on Ground Zero who are helping out. Yeah. All that, like, the... Uh, the the American people. Yeah. So then base an entire musical out of the country where yeah. the main focus is not even just on America. Like, there's a British guy in there. Yeah. There's a ton of, like, people from different nationalities. Um, And the main one being, like, Canadian. Yeah. And being like, this is about 9-11. It, I can understand that might feel a little... Even if it wasn't actually weird, like, I, now I don't think it's weird. It makes no. sense to me. Because... Come from away is a fully developed thing. Yeah. But if again, if you were pitching it to me, yeah. I'd be like, that might be an issue. Yeah. So yeah. However, they had an even stronger connection to it, obviously, because it was a lot more personal to them. Um at that point, Junkyard Dog Dog Productions, the producing team behind Memphis, would join the production and it would then have runs at the La Jolla Playhouse, the Seattle repertory theater in 2015 and then it would play the ford theater in washington dc and then it would go back to gander and meet the cast and the cast members would meet their real life counterparts before it went then it played to toronto and then it would go to broadway so this show has had a long ass life before it got to the point where it was on broadway which i think shows because it is such a not difficult complex yes such a complex subject matter handled so gracefully i think that's the thing regardless of how they did it huh yeah no continue regardless of how they did it yeah there was always going to be or at least you could always expect some sort of backlash Mm -hmm. like there was always I'm saying this like I know for a fact that people said this. I don't actually. I'm assuming there was some form of this where people were like, 
oh, it's disrespectful. It's hard you know, to ex- making a comedy out of this tragedy. It's hard to explain to people like what Come From Away is because it's like so you start with so nine eleven. And everyone's a bit like, why is there a musical that when you're pitching it starts with 9-11? I feel like this is the problem, that so many people are, like, making up these controversies about it. Like, yeah. Like, so many people are opposed to it. When really, I can't think of, like, a real example of someone being like, this show is bad because it doesn't handle 9-11 respectfully. Because it does. Like, everything it does is fine. Mm-hmm. The pitch, yeah, you can say the pitch would be weird. Yeah, like that. Like that's with every fucking musical. Like if I was like, <laughs> you about to talk about Phantom? I really was, and I was like, you know what? Maybe <laughs> I should pick a different one. If I was like, like this is a little spoiler, but maybe something happening later. If I was like, here's a musical based on a like 20th century animated film, not a Disney film. Oh, I thought you were about to say something else. No, <laughs> no. Well, you're about to spoil the end of the episode. <laughs> about the we also talk about how Duchess Anastasia from Russia, the real life person who, and then it's also going to talk about communism in this very strange about way. Communism. We've replaced the character that was Rasputin in the original movie with someone named Gleb, who's a communist. He's a communist. As father. Kill the and like talk about it so historically inaccurate and it's going to be a princess musical yeah it's going to be a light like very beautiful musical you be, are you fucking insane <laughs> yeah it's a work that's a good musical we're doing anastasia soon we're doing um, yeah, not next week i thought you were about to spoil wink, next, wink. i thought you were about to spoil next week's one because we talk about how weird of a premise it is all the time okay you can keep this in we literally talked about our plans for the next year. Ah, yes. Um, you want me to get up our content doing. calendar? <laughs> I looked. That was horrifically spelled. Yep. So yeah. And also I like the fact that Gander got to see it before Broadway did. Yeah, it is a very... I don't know if personal is the right word. I mean, it is. It's literal, actual people being portrayed on the screen. On the stage, yeah. sorry. I think it's just obviously those people are going to really relate to it. But I feel like... People who were alive during 9-11. We weren't, by the we way. We weren't, no. Um, I feel like you get a stronger... Like, my dad really loves Coming From Away. My mum... I would say more than that just m- yet. My mum loves Coming From Away and... um. Well, my mum works in the airline industry. Airline, and we... When we went to go see it, they have, like, all of the flight numbers and all of, like... Um, and like where they were coming going from on a map and she was able to like look at them and go like that one was going there that one is actually hosted by this airline because of this code um, yeah. and so when they were just like listing off like plane procedures she was like this is so good this is such great entertainment and I was like this is kind of psychotic for you to be as into this it's <laughs> um, like this, this might sound bad I get this from my dad I'm really into tragedies you are, yeah. I was telling Esme the other day, I've been watching a ton of, like, tornado videos mm-hmm. about, like, EF5s and stuff. Yeah. Um, shout out anyone who knows what that is. Uh, and you were like, are you watching tornado videos? I was like, no. <laughs> like, have you been into tornado videos too recently? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but I have this video that I actually, okay, enjoy is the wrong word, 
find well, interesting. I find really interesting to watch. Yeah. yeah. Which is a four hour long, real time synced replica rerun. That's the reenactment of nine. So the thing is, it's not because it's it's taking the real news that was on that day. So it's real news reports, like the real ads that were playing in between these broadcasts. Yeah. Alongside videos that were taken, timeline, a map, all mm-hmm. that of nine eleven as it unfolded. Yeah. It was, it's called like nine eleven as it happened, sort of thing. Yeah. It's like four hours long, and it's such an interesting watch because obviously I was not alive. I have yeah. no idea what happened. No. Um. But you watch it and you're like, Jesus. Because terrorist attacks happen all the time. I've been alive for a ton of terrorist attacks. A ton. I'm like we mentioned lots of TV grew up in. Yes, we have. We mentioned yeah, yes. I mean yeah, the we seven grew up in London. We grew up in London. So, like seven a ton that happened seven in London while I was there. Bombings. Yeah, I rem- my mum was on the tube at the seven seven bombings. That yeah. fucked me up so bad because they yeah. once showed us a newsroom report of it and they were like showing us like um like train carriages like blown up and it was like okay now you have to like get on the tube yeah i was like it was crazy i mean i mean let's go over london bridge other like major tragedies i think i'm thinking of like grenfell and like the way we just like sat around and watched that like our school put it on the tvs yeah i was texting my friends as it happened like someone was like there's a tower on fire some well somewhere in london there is a tower on fire there is a tower. we can see the smoke yeah like that we were yeah like and i talk about we talk about grenfell like all the time in my like subject and it's like and it, and it it's actually endlessly fascinating to me because i have such vivid memories of it happening and it would all like yeah. i know that there is a play about grenfell that's almost like kind of like come from away without the music yeah and i really want to see I, that i don't know if it's still on but i did really want to go see it when it was if it is still on I think it was at the National, so I'm not sure. It was either at the National, like, Southwark Playhouse. Yeah, it was somewhere um, like um, that. Yeah, I remember, like, the week after Grenfell, I was going to Westfield with yeah. my mum. Yeah. We were on the tube, and you could, we just passed it. Uh-huh. And the no, carriage went silent. Yeah. Because it was before the cover was up. so it did, It's it before the, the cover, like, yeah. So it was just this, like, black burnt building, mm-hmm. like, melting. It was like horrific. I have the like, place we grew up in to Grenfell is maybe ten minutes, twenty minutes on the tube. Yeah, and it's an insane difference. Yeah, the thing is, like I see all that and I live through that, and it's like in my mind, like I can recall it. Yeah, but it it doesn't affect me that much. No, you know, like I no. think about like that was a tragedy. That was something really horrific that happened. Like I However, remember where I was. I can move on. I remember where I was in a way that people who didn't grow up so close to it did can't. You know? Yeah. But it, and then it's like my parents will be like, I remember exactly what we were doing when 9-11 was unfolding. Yeah, same. My, and my I just parents. never I this sounds so bad, but I never got why it was that big of a deal. I was like, yeah, it was a terrorist attack. That's horrible. It's a tragedy. But they happen every day. Well, they don't. They, they happen thankfully. pretty commonly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was watching this four hour, I sat through the whole thing. I like watched it intently. Well, as it unfolds, you're like, Jesus Christ, you can understand why. And I, I think like this what... mix of 2001 ads 
versus watching people jump from the towers so and being one... like recorded as they fall. Yeah, well, that's one thing that I think that I think about like all the time. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for my year of rest and relaxation. Oh my god! But at the end of the book, it is revealed that Reva has unfortunately died or is presumed dead from nine eleven. And it kind of comes out of nowhere. So you're reading this book and it's just this meditation on like this woman sleeping and being a horrible person. And then at one point her narcissistic best friend, Re- actually I really like Reva. Reva says, I'm going and working in the Twin Towers. And you're like, oh, they're still like, oh, 9-11 hasn't happened yet. And then you realise it's 2001. It's and like, then what's that, my... what's that movie with Robert Patterson? Yeah. Where it's just... I okay, this sounds weird because again, I've literally just said that it doesn't affect me and that I've never really gotten until I watched this video like a year ago. Yeah, but I I don't like this idea of using nine eleven as like a shock factor. No, no, I don't think it is in um. But, like imagine if you had my a year rest and like, relaxation. I'm it was wrong. I don't. Yeah, like this Robert Pattinson one. I don't even remember what it's called. I think like, I know what you're on about. It's pretty sad. Yeah. And the last scene is it's him looking out a window and then it zooms out the window and he's in one of the Twin Towers. Yeah. It was already, I think, it was already a pretty sad movie. Yeah. Like, it's not like you suddenly needed this to really push that it was sad. Yeah. It's just, for me at least, it's just this kind of numbness. You're like, okay, he's going to die. Nothing we can do. And yeah. I know a lot of people do have the hope that like, maybe he was the one, one of the ones that escaped. Yeah. But the intent is always he died. In yeah. Actually, Tara. Yeah. Roll credits. Um, <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, cover away. The whole point of that conversation. The whole point of that tangent is you have to be careful about when you implore a, ma- a major tragedy. Yeah, like nine eleven was a major tragedy, probably like the major tragedy. Yeah. But for the Western world specifically. But like. Yeah, the Western world it was it was changing in ways that we probably haven't seen until COVID. Yeah, I think Come From Away did it perfectly. Come From Away is amazing. So, with that being said, it would start performances on the eighteenth of February two thousand seventeen, with the official opening date being March twelfth two thousand seventeen. Reviews: The New York Times said, "Try if you must resist the." gale of good that blows uh, for comfort away, the big bar, bear hug of a musical open Saturday, Sunday night at the Gerald Solnfield Theatre. But even the most saltward saltward critics may have trouble staying dry-eyed during the portrait of a heroic hospitality under extraordinary pressure. It was also awarded the New York Times Critics' Choice Award. The New York Post uh, had the headline, This is Justin Trudeau's Hamilton. <laughs> the New York Post keeping it, like, like this very meaningful musical about, like, community and coming together in times of tragedy. New York Post to, like, Justin Trudeau's Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, it was that time. It was that time. Yeah. I do think that's a good thing to note as well. Like, Come From Away definitely did benefit from Hamilton. I mean, every musical did. Yeah, yeah. But Unless you're like, like a certain of... couple. Yeah. But... <laughs> Don't bring that up. I'm still bitter. But this, like... Because it is kind of historical. It was... God. 
once something hits 20 years it is historical so it was like five years away from being historical yeah so by the time it closed it was historical yeah it's like that thing of hamilton brought in this very young audience of like teenagers most of whom weren't really like i'm thinking our age or if they were alive then they didn't remember it very young didn't have the visceral reaction that a lot of people do which to me makes it more historical like if yeah. you asked me if Merlin was historical, I'd be like, yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it literally I is. I was there for it. Yeah, now it is. <laughs> it literally is. If you asked me when cover away came, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't there for it, so. Yeah. Um. So, but they did, they did um, say, don't let the words 9-11 musical discourage you because the story is treated with the <laughs> utmost. <laughs> That's the whole original point. Care. It is is not an exploitative show about grief, rather the celebration of sustained hope and optimism during times of unfathomable darkness. The songs inspired by the Providence folksy borderline Celtic musical twang um, are alternately exuberant and heartbreaking. A tight cast, especially excellent Astrid Van Whelan and Jen Kuella? I can't normally say her name. Portray New Yorkers. Kuella. Ku- yeah. That just got in my head. Portray worker uh, New Yorkers, Texans, and Newfoundlanders without an ounce of judgment or, or condensation. You some may suggest that Comfort Away is more persistent today than it ever has been. But this musical is timeless. Should the messages of treating everybody decently be limited to the wake of a divisive election? The best stories of real life tragedy shine light on humanity's incredible capacity for goodness and the state in spite of enormous odds this is one of those stories and one thing that i just kept reading is like it talking about how comfort way is amazing right now because of what happened a couple of months before it opened with the election of trump and how that ushered in an era of hate yeah it's this weird thing. Like again, we I, I know I literally just said that I view nine eleven as historical, but again, it really is timeless. Yeah, I think like that whole bit. I will admit right now, I have actually never seen Come From Away. Yeah, um, I mean, if you've like listened, listened to it, if you've yeah. listened to it, then I, I get. I've seen clips and stuff. I get what it is. Yeah, but that scene about um, it, it it's in the song, so I know it's specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically when sung through, like, come from away. It pretty much is. It's quite short. It's a um, one act. Yeah, on the phone. Huh? I think. Oh, it's when they're all talking. Oh, and yeah. One character is speaking in. It might not even be Arabic, but it's a non English language. Yes, I know exactly what you're on about. It's not like very, like, it's not like detectable to be like French. Yes. Someone else does speak French in that scene. Yeah. Um, and they immediately start like dogpiling on him. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's like I always think that scene is very timeless. Yeah, do you see that sort it's of It's a recurring theme yeah. that everyone it's it's like we're talk, we're getting so much into like using my political brain today, my school brain today. Um be it, we were looking at this yeah. thing called the issue attention cycle, and it's one of those like issues that constantly is going through it. Mm. Just yeah, so like this, we we say that we've fixed racism, or we've, we've, racism we've not because you know we're we're all equal, and then something like this happened, and suddenly we're all terrified of Arabic, and we're like, what are they saying? 
they're, they're planning another attack. Like, yeah. No, you, like, I think the line on the sh- in the show is, are you telling your friends when to bomb next? And then some woman goes, I'm they, like, Muslim. They, each other on the back or something. Yeah, and then one it's... Muslim was like, um, and then one woman is like, I'm Muslim, I was born in Connecticut. Like, in response to I'm that. Gonna and find, then I'm going to find the specific bit. They start fighting. I know exactly what you're on about. It's in the... I just remember the music, because it's a very slow, kind of quiet song for a bit. And then it picks and up right it, after like, that. It really picks up, I think, during this bit. Yeah, because the woman literally starts going, I'm Muslim, yeah. and I'm from Connecticut. Does that not make me American? It's costume party. It's yes! Throwing home is the interlude where they're all speaking. Costume party is the song. I love costume party. Yeah. Okay, I found one bit. It's not actually the bit I was thinking of. But it was... Um, it's during costume party as well. Yeah. And someone... One of the Newfoundlanders... The Newfoundlanders... Yeah. Says, there's this one man from the Middle East. Well, we don't really know. He hasn't said a word to a soul. And some of the other passengers seem a bit wary of him. Yeah. And it's when they find him in the kitchen... Oh, yeah, and he's, like, a renowned chef for yeah. a global hotel chain. I'm trying to think what song it is, because I don't think... Oh, okay, I know what it is. It's either Prayer, which is sung by his character, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bit about, like, Jewish prayers. I know there's a bit about, like, Christian prayers. And then there's a song, On the Edge, which I believe is a song I'm thinking of. Yes. I don't think... Okay, the end of... Prayer, he has a line. Yeah. Where it's like, I can feel them watching me. Sometimes I catch them when they think I'm not looking. Yeah. But I'm just thinking of a very specific bit. I know exactly the, the part you're talking I about. I don't think it's that bit. Because then here's the thing everything after that is happier. Well, not happier. More, more hopeful. hopeful. Oh, yeah, no, it is on the edge. Are you telling your Muslim friends where to bomb next? I should have trusted my instincts. This was not all Muslims. Go back to where you came from. I'm an American citizen. Uh, Okay, that's the problem. The On the Edge lyrics... Aren't synced. Wrong. No, they're from, uh, like, Darkness and Trees or On the Bus. Yeah. that old one. Yeah. And, like, they're so overlapping that they don't show up. So... Okay. It's it's from On the Edge. That's Yeah. Confirmed. We were finally found. We looked for, like, Ten minutes. Yeah, um, um, I keep doing this. I force Esme to sit in silence for like twenty minutes <laughs> while I try and find one line from a song. It's not as bad as when we went through the Tony Award presenting history. Yeah, for like an hour. Yeah. So the Huffington Post would say, "No, this is not the show for cynics. Given the story they have to tell and the way they tell it, one imagines it will be a hard time finding cynics." Or uh, what looks to be the significant su- success of this new musical stems from the fact that the most cynical among them is likely to be deeply touched. For Come From Away is about community. In this particular community, everyone's a member. Do you want to do the synopsis? Yes. Highlighted it. (laughs) Following the 9-11 attacks, 38 planes and 6,579 passengers were forced to land in Gander, Newfoundland, doubling the population of one small town on the edge of the world. Based on interviews with locals, Come From Away is about hosting this international community of strangers. Spurred is about how hosting okay. this international community of strangers spurs unexpected camaraderie in extraordinary circumstances. That's a pretty good, good synopsis. Well done. I think the thing is with Come From Away is that there is not a plot. No, it is. In the sense of, you know, like, there's. 
there's not really character development. There is, but it's not like it's such an ensemble the show. Are like this, and then something happens, and then they're like this by the end. Because the thing that happens technically happens before the show starts. So the show starts, and the show makes a point of saying, I believe it's one of the first lines that is said. Um, so the show starts with the song. I can check. Yeah. It starts with Welcome to the Rock. It starts which, at like 7 a.m. Yeah. So it, September in the northeast tip of North America, there's an island called Newfoundland. Um, and on that island, is an airport. So they're telling you everything you need to know. We're in Canada. There's an island. It's a Monday. And it's, I don't even think they explicitly say it's September 11th, 2001. They just expect uh, if you. They bought. Um, no, they don't. And we're, welcome to the rock. It's the first day back in the class. It's our first day back. It's the first day back. It's the school buses are on strike. Um, someone's first day being a reporter. Janice, it's her first day being a reporter. But they never say no. It is September eleventh, two thousand and one, because they make it yeah. very obvious. Like when you physically go and see the show, they make it so obvious when it is set. So, as I said earlier, they had the big board with all of the flight and all of its, like, paths um, to and from places. Yeah, um, I actually really do want to see Kathleen. Is it still on tour? It's going on tour. It's not started yet. Yeah. Huh? All right, we'll go. I love Come we'll I've, I've seen it twice. I've never seen it. I saw it um, once with my mum and then once with a friend. And both times we got ticket upgrades. Ooh. And like the first time I saw it, the first time I saw it was like a couple of days before the Olivier Awards. And like we went to go pick up our tickets from the box office and they were like, do you guys like want an upgrade? And I was like, yes, yes. And my mom was like, how much is this going to be? And the guy was just like, it's free. The producers just need the seats filled if you like want them, take it. And I was like, we're taking the upgrade. But it was so funny the way that like these produce the producers just need these seats filled. Yeah. And I think it was because of the Olivier Awards. They had to set aside a certain amount just in case voters came. Yeah. Um and maybe as many did show up that day. But I got a great view for <laughs> come from away both times. <laughs> and the second time they were just struggling with business after COVID. So um, they were literally stood and like giving out tickets. And again, my friend was like a bit confused, and the lady was like, "Do you want a free upgrade?" And I was like, "Yeah, what?" And they're coming to your city. Yeah, they make it yeah, very. I was say, the the first time it's brought up, it's not really in. They um, welcome to the rock. No, but they say where our story starts, and then yeah. it's like what they're doing the second they find out, and then there's the whole. Oh, I really like. I love the moment of you are here. Like, how the second they find out about it, they are like, I know exactly where I'm going to be stood and I'm going to be a bit stuck here forever. Yeah. I love... It's such a beautiful... Like, the music is so beautiful in it. I love that moment of, like, centering... Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Planting the story there. Does that make like, any sense? We had that whole bit at the beginning where we were like, it, is, it seems kind of weird to do a musical about 9-11 in Canada, not in yes. New York. yes. I think that's the whole point of You Are Here. Like, I don't know if it's the... It is the first time. No. Later on, at some point, when they start doing the You Are Here, it's, yeah. what's her name? The uh, woman Hannah. whose son is a firefighter. Hannah. Her bit is, I am here, but I should be there. 
I am here in Canada and I should be down there at the hospitals. Yeah. Canada is the heart of the musical. It's not like you are here and that's a good thing. It's this thing where, yes, it is good because you've survived this tragedy when you could have been, you know, you were on a plane going to that place. Yeah. Going past it. That could have been you. Yeah. And so you have that happiness that it wasn't you. Yeah. But also that your entire country, but specifically for the Americans, because I know not every character in there, but most of them aren't American. I'm yeah. saying that roughly, like they all play like twenty different characters. Yeah, that's that's what's really interesting about the show is how they do that. Yeah. If that makes sense. But this whole thing that your whole country is united in this like I get we were talking about like the American like heroism. Yeah. Like this very strong united front. Yeah. And then there are people stuck somewhere else who cannot do anything but survive. Mm-hmm. They were basically stranded. And I mean, also one thing that my mom really enjoyed, this is one of my mom's favorite musicals. Um, she sent me like a clip like a while later and she talks about going to Gander so she could like go visit the airport mm. um, because she just finds it really interesting. And she sent me a, like a thing about the airport. She just sent it to the family group chat. was like, guys, I want to go here. She also said that about um Dollywood. She discovered what Dollywood was a couple weeks ago. Oh my god. I, I want to go to Dollywood. And I was like, Mum, how did you know about Dollywood? Anyway. <laughs> I, actually, I actually specifically remember saying this to you like probably years ago now. Yeah. Um, and it's not we were first talking about how they never explicitly explicitly mentioned what happened. Yeah. Just, no. Yeah, I think I could, uh, we will talk about that because that's a very incredible like aspect of the show. I think it was a choice was like, and it was the right one. Yeah, but I was gonna say, I didn't see you years ago. Come from away is like the show for th- the physical theater. Yes, I feel like you could do a very good production of Come from Away with no set. And it already has a very minimal set, I know that. Yeah. But they have, like, chairs and stuff. That's yeah. Say, if you had no set, and it was when people play something, because the whole thing is about community and holding each other up and coming together. Yeah. I think we need a production of Come From Away with a big, what, oh my god, what was that group called? Assemble? I think so. You know the physical theater, we talk, we've been told this group so many times in, in drama GCSE, but there's this group that does, like, physical theater very well. I think we need a big ensemble for once. I understand why it's a small ensemble. It works perfectly as a small ensemble. Yeah. We need a non-replica tour. Like, uh, that's the show That's the show for 2017 that I want a non-replica tour of. Guys, please, hear me out on physical theatre and come from away. It would be so good. I mean, I think that's also, like, a really nice part of come from away is it highlights the community aspect of it by keeping the show very small and having everyone be involved in every number um and even the band the band are on stage and during screeching the band like interact with the people and that's the only part where you're allowed to applause so the show never lets you applause Mm -hmm. until you get to screeching and then you're allowed to like clap i think sorry i'm still on the physical theater no go ahead but just imagine okay hear me out our old drama teacher will have ensemble. a heyday over this. I hope she listens to this. Shout out um, to her. I'm not going to say her name. Not going to say her shout name. Out shout out, one shout out to her and to Miss Get a Load of This show. Big Ensemble. Yeah. 
we get all of the female ensemble members yeah for, specifically for me and the sky oh i love that song. that whole bit when she's talking about like her whole female crew and like flying with them yeah they pick her up Ooh. so that she's like sat on their shoulders yeah. while they're making a plane like a plane like structure around her they yeah. stay like that until they find out about the attack yes and then it crumbles because that's as explicit all of the male as... ensemble and all the other male characters can be around like i don't want them off stage because i really like having everyone on stage yeah but like specifically having an entire female like cast yeah do me in the sky because it's not just a, i forget her name like the character's name um beverly bass i'm really bad at characters because like and that's yeah kind of it. because like you're not meant to be amazing at the character's names from comfort away because it's not that important yeah but like uh, like Captain in the Bass. in the best way possible, it's not that important because you're meant to think about them as a whole. I think it's meant to be very applicable to yourself. Yeah, like it's it's not that you should have lived through nine eleven and you see your experience of this, but it's that there has been some point in everyone's life where you had to rely on a community. Yeah, and I think you're meant to see that and come from a way, albeit to a more extreme angle. But please do a physical theatre production. I want this all woman, me in the sky. I want this because me in the sky is the most like forward part about it when they're like a plane crashed. Like into and the one building. thing I loved more than anything on purpose as a bomb. And it like imagine instead of her her voice breaking, yeah. it breaks because she's dropped from a pyramid. Of all females who <laughs> held her Sorry. up and let her fly, Sorry, and just... it breaks. Sorry, that wasn't that's not funny. It's a very good point, but I'm talking about Abby Miller. Um, Jeez. we're not allowed to talk about Abby Miller at the moment. <laughs> not right now. However, Lee, I want a physical theater. Like I, when we were doing drama, I hated physical oh, theater. Like hate. it's my worst enemy to actually do. Horrific. But when you see other people do it, it's so it's so that's what I want. Like I want small groups. Not when I say small, I mean like not got as much money because that's how this show started. I mean, if you look at a photo of the original playbill from this production, it has about twenty different producers listed. Yeah, I want to see smaller or regional theaters, like community theaters. I want to see them do this show. I think that's like it's the one show that I think translates really well into community theater because it's about community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Small moments. The one thing I'm like, oh, that might be a bit hard, is the accent because it is so specific. It's so what. I know I said it wrong. It's been a long day, guys. Had a lot of caffeine. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's one of those shows. It's like, yeah, with like six and Matilda. I get annoyed when they don't do a British thing because they're British shows and they're about like British characters. I get annoyed, but ultimately, it's not the end of the world. It's the same with like Jamie. You could theoretically do Jamie in American accent. I would hate it. And I, I would, would like, like despise it. Die if they did that. Like, oh, yeah. sorry, don't fucking do Jamie. It's not gonna Can't significantly change the plot. No, know? I mean, also Americans are like, where the fuck is Sheffield? <laughs> um, <laughs> to all American listeners, not you guys. We know you're smart. We know you um, guys are smart. Everyone else. If we're rude about Americans, we're not talking about you guys listening to this podcast. 
I love you guys so much. We forgot um, to talk about. Oh my god, guys, the big piece of news. Andrew Reynolds on Andrew Reynolds on Pop Face. It's incredible. <laughs> but horrific. And then they cropped him out. <laughs> Everyone's cropping him out and like completely ignoring the fact that how, how we got the photo and all of this other stuff. They're just like they're Instagram official, and it's like no. I really Andrew enjoyed, Reynolds. Like, every single report was like Ethan Slater and Ariana Grande seen at the theatre in New York. Like you could name the theatre. They're at Gutenberg. You know, starring Andrew yeah, Reynolds and Gutenberg's Josh Gad. And like the thing about I mean, that, Patty Lapone was there. Yeah, everyone's going Gutenberg. She plays the producer. Oh, I want to watch that clip so bad. I know that I fucking loved Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney as the producer was so fun. I who else? Who else was in there? Who else was There was someone who was the producer who was like, I can't believe we weren't there. It wasn't Dylan Mulvaney. Well, Dylan Mulvaney, I was like, I can't believe we weren't there. What if Jeremy Jordan does it and we're not there? <laughs> I don't think Jerry. Is Jerry. The thing we with Jeremy. We really want to see Gutenberg. The thing with Jeremy like, is that. It's a joke, but we really want to see Gutenberg. The thing with Jeremy is that he's a list to us, but no one else except the people of U- us and the people of Utah. Gonna go and fucking get my lights because I know I have like some of these saved. Um. Yeah, Andrew Reynolds pop based. That's why Patsy Lepone kept being on the subway. She was rehearsing her lines for Gutenberg. <laughs> I love Patty Lepone on her subway. We would we were joking yesterday that if we ever go to New York, we're gonna have to just sit on the subway and like eventually Patty Lepone will appear. I mean we're gonna go on the subway anyway, because we have to get around. Yeah, we the subway is around New York. I well, I when I was there last day, only one on it like three times and twice just to the airport. We don't have the money for Uber. We didn't take an Uber. Just walk everywhere. Yeah. We're gonna stand out as tourists so much. Yeah. But I walk fast because I think that tourists that yeah. don't walk far. Like I here's the thing. I don't care if I can tell you're a tourist, like tourism brings in so much money to London. I do care if you I walk care. slow. Honestly fair. I was still that? looking for who else was Sarah Brellis was like Uber. I do remember that. That was like a fact. You know, play the Gutenberg producer. Um, I love Come From Away. I'll just add like this bit. I love Come From Away. Um, and I also think that the way of like and like the way that they describe, there was one aisle in the middle. Everyone know knew every inch of the plane because they can say we were on a plane for twenty eight hours, and you can be like, yeah, that's annoying. But then they go in detail, and they're like, there were children like sleeping in the middle no one knew what was going on because they there was obviously a massive security risk yeah and i think that's why my mum enjoyed like found it so interesting is because she was like oh my god i like i I literally like this is my worst nightmare for so many reasons because she knows all the checks and balances in place i'm thinking of your mum Mm. Shout out to her, by the way. I love She might mom. actually be listening to this one because, like, I sometimes. I don't, know <laughs> I don't know who's been listening recently. He's been a bit busy. Um, Sometimes I'll tell her what musical we're doing and she's like, I don't like that one. Like, when we did Into the Woods, she was like, don't like that one. But this one, <laughs> I haven't told her yet, but she was like, I love it. Oh, I like that one. You know that bit at the end when she, like, reunites with her family? And yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. And the bit at the end when. Captain Bass is walking through the airport and is like thanking people. Yeah. I can imagine your mum really liked that bit. Yeah. I that was her. <laughs> thanking people. Although she'd probably be like, 
never thank the customers. Customers are always wrong. Uh-uh. <laughs> I've got to ask for extra luggage because there's no one else on their damn flight. Joking, my mum's very good at her job. It's like scary. Yeah, she good. switched our seats on a school trip that we had to fly for. That makes us sound very posh. We went on one flying school trip ever and that was it. Yeah, and they didn't um, run it again for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, update I found Leslie Odom Jr. was one of the producers. Oh. That was it. Jonathan um, Groff as well. Yeah. I love Jonathan Groff at the Emily moment. Ashford. I love Emily Ashford. They hate her British accent. Apparently, Ben Platt did it. Benny Boy! I did not know. I did not know. Okay, there's a post that called it. I'm on fucking Reddit. Oh god! Okay, I... I'm remembering a ton more. This is kind of crazy. Do you want to hear these? Yeah. This is the yeah. interesting one. Okay. On the twelfth of November. Okay. Ethan Slater plays the producer. Ariana is arguably the biggest star. So interesting that she did yeah, it. Okay, if you look at Gutenberg, the whole marketing point of Gutenberg is that it's Andrew Reynolds and John It's <laughs> no other marketing. <laughs> Andrew Reynolds and Josh Gad, and people are going. Yeah. So if that happened, and I had the choice between seeing Ethan Slater as the producer or Ariana, I'm gonna pick Ethan Slater because it's just funnier. It's incredible. Anyways, back to this tragedy. Um, <laughs> I mean, the most explicit they ever get is either the one thing I love more than anything was using bomb, or the um when they had the president come on and give an address. I would say the ending when they go back when they land. Yes, and it's oh, like I go because someone's like I go down to ground zero and it's still smoking. Yeah, yeah, I love that moment. I love how they can like they can make you picture things so vividly and viscerally without showing them ever. Yeah, I mean, you need a visual theater production because the kind of things you could do. Yeah, I think it could be really cool. Um, Ima- okay, imagine this: you can either have them like creating things that sounds mm. weird. Like, they can be furniture, they can be, like, backdrop. Like, I was saying, I don't think they should do this anymore. Because I do really like them never showing, or never explicitly, at least showing 9-11. Yeah. But I do think you could do something very impactful with physical theatre. Like, showing the two towers collapsing. I don't know, I kind of do like it being almost... Because it feels very distant to them until that moment, until they land back yeah. in the US. Um, and so I think that's something, if you have the whole time they're in Newfoundland, yeah, you have these like physical theatre, um, what is the word? Actors, I suppose. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, okay, I want to make this clear. I'm specifically talking about groups. I'm, I need to find out what the name of this fucking group is because. They're, um, like, specifically who I'm thinking of. Do you want to know something unhinged, but kind of unrelated, but related to Come From Away? Yeah. I went through a phase of listening to it as I was landing back in the UK after being on a pl- away for a bit. Oh, yeah, I love listening to it in headphones. I love listening to it on a plane. It's um, such a beautiful soundtrack. Not because, thing. like, not because of, like, the whole plane aspect, but because of how it talks about, like, home and, like, coming and going from places. Yeah. And also because it is just such a great soundtrack to listen to from start to finish. I had to stop because it was freaking me out too much when I was landing during a really bad storm. Yeah. It's because of like, it's, yeah, and being home 
Are we ready to move on or are you? Yeah. Okay. The group I was thinking of was Frantic Assembly. Yes. Like specifically. Um, and I think they are like factors as well. Mm. But there's specific. So I didn't actually realize this until just now. They're the ones that did all of the physical theater in Curious Incident. Like when we saw it for school. I love Curious Incident. I'm pretty sure so that bad. was them. Was we really saw um, two shows for our for Curious Drama. One of them is Curious Incident. We were very lucky to live in London and be able to do that. Um. Mm, we should have seen. We should have seen some more. Oh, we, like, we were meant to see another one, and then a little pandemic happened. A little, a little thing called the pandemic happened. Um, we were literally meant to see it the week everything got cancelled. Uh, yeah. We also we saw Blood Brothers. Pretty close. Yeah. Um. We also um, saw Blood Brothers. If any Americans, Americans if you ever want to actual, if you ever want to get deep into the UK in class, listen to Blood Brothers. Willie Russell's Blood Brothers. It's so good. There is a uh, recording. We are talk about it. I'm like, At some point. We have to talk about it. There was a Broadway production of it. There um, was. Carrie Butler made her Broadway debut in it. Yeah. But it's it's very... British. Common. Yeah. In Britain. Like, yeah. there's always a production of it. So, so like, how school. Americans, like... Oh, what's a really American play? First of all, Blood Brothers isn't a play, so don't know that. It's, it's, only, it's probably, like, Death of a Salesman. Yeah, probably. like, it's our, like, Death of a Salesman. So, like, that thing that everyone studies. Or does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, about Frantic Assembly, I'm thinking of them specifically. Yeah. They do very emotional ones, I've found. Yeah. And I think... Please reach out because I'd love to Talk. get you in on this. Yeah. <laughs> I just think yeah, there's so much you can do with Tom Ford. Like, yeah. We could sit here for hours and be like, we could do a production with physical theater. We could do a production where we have like a ton of people on stage and they never move. They just stare forward for the entire production and it's... no one ever acknowledges them until the end. I just came up with that on the spot. That's a banging idea, actually. It would be like in Oklahoma. It'd be like in Oklahoma how often they're all just sat around, like on stage, just staring at each other because there's nothing else to do. Because that's also yeah, a key feeling do... come from away. It's like boredom. Yeah. It's like there's this massive worldwide event happening and we literally cannot do anything. And we are so bored. Yeah. And you know, I could be dead, but right now I'm I bored. Do think... Yeah, this do- and I think again that's why com- I feel like com- and that's the pa- that- somewhat of a resurgence. That was the pandemic. the pandemic. That was yeah. what the pandemic was. I could be dead right now, but I am really bored. But instead, I'm just bored. Yeah, um, I'm gonna throw out some more come from way ideas we can okay. do. So, uh, physical theater, mm-hmm. just having like people on stage, you don't do anything until the end. Yeah, which would be a rough role to play, by the way. Yeah. Um, it would be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think you could play around with what type of theatre, like a production in the round. Oh, I can't. Um, what was the one that we studied a lot that we know? Like the, the promenade. Promenade? One. The one where you walk between places. Oh, uh, oh, location. It's got a name. The one, those it's, guys who did. They joked about they, they They were like, oh, come on, guys. And they were like, no, we actually have nothing yeah. left. This was my dad 20 minutes ago. There's a way it's drawn. I don't think it's how it's ever acted on. But, like, imagine if you had three or four mini stages. Like, it's like, not big with, enough to perform on, but smaller. They're all, like, in the round. Yeah, it's done so with, like, Shakespeare along. Yeah. But so, like, 
they just walk between them. I feel like that could be really fun. I don't know how you decide when they walk, but I think it could be really fun to play with. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I d- yeah, like, I feel like you can play, like, it does work very well in the traditional sense of how it's usually done, which is just I, in a traditional like, theatre. I like traditional, the set. Well, not traditional. Yeah. That they have, because they have, like, trees, tree trunks on Mm. either side of the wings, and that almost brings you into the nature aspect of it, because, again, Newfoundland and Gander are so isolated from the rest of, like, the world, basically, so you are kind of in the wilderness, and I like the fact that they only really ever have chairs on stage. Sometimes there's, like, a coffee shop, sometimes there's a bar, but I like the fact that it's mostly just people in chairs, and there's a revolve. They they have, like, carry pops. I remember not yes. carry like the musical, but props they carry on. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, I was gonna say during... it, was, it could be very interesting to do like a mega music production, but I don't know how you'd go about it because I think the minimalist works so much better. Yeah, and I I'd think... love to see how a mega music production of Pumpkin White would work. Someone phone Cameron back so incredible. No, <laughs> <laughs> never phone him. <laughs> but. Like, I feel like Just kidding. if Actually, we talked you know. about this for another few hours, we could figure out a way to do a mega musical couple of Yeah. I think the big problem with saying all of this, like, all of these ideas, I'd love to I'd love to see. I think it'd be so incredible. But none of it would be as impactful. As what as, they currently have. Um, as, because as what it is. one moment that I really do love in the staging is during Stop the World, when uh, Diane and the English, the Texan and the Englishman are on a date. Yeah, and they're like, and the revolves going, and they're walking from chair to chair, and they just have like a cast member like replacing the chair, and it just yeah. happens so seamlessly. It's amazing. I'd like to see more done with the revolve as well. The revolve is used well. Like it's not sometimes with shows nowadays. It's like, do we need a revolve? Have you seen like Alan Taylor? He does just shows it. Yeah, he's great. He's um, he, great guy. He really makes me like because. I am definitely one of those people who was like, this show can use a revolver. <laughs> I really genuinely think, like, listen, imagine Phantom with a revolver. <laughs> me out on this. Yeah, but you're Phantom always up for scaling up production values. It's a Phantom. Imagine Phantom with a revolver would be incredible. Um, I don't know how they'd use it. I feel like they should just use it. Maybe there should be, like, another show. Well, we'll just add set pieces to Phantom. They'll use it once for the show, never again. Anyways, anyways, um, shall we move on? I was so gonna I... say, like, I feel like you could make something out of the revolve, like have it mean something if that makes yeah. sense. Like this whole idea of being stuck somewhere, um, yeah, where you're safe but you're bored and you're stressed and you can't do anything while this historic event is going on. Yeah. I feel like how Revolve works could really play into that. And they do use it that way to some extent, because it's literally, you are moving while stuck stuck in place. That's how Revolve works. Yeah. But I feel like you could do so much more with it. Yeah. What's that show? I might be making this up, but I have some vague memory of a show that has two Revolves, where they have like an inner circle that spins one way and then a bigger circle outside that spins the other way. I might be making that up. No, I think it might be Hades Town. Oh my god, is it? Does Hades Town have two revolves? Yeah, I think they do, because in that fucking Wait For Me clip, 
Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I might be thinking of. I don't know what else you know about the hideous town set other than the Wait For Me clip. Very little, I'm being completely honest. But I said earlier that Come From Away was the eighth Canadian original musical. It's actually the fifth. Sorry, my bad. Um, The last one... Be- Guys, I have sources for all of the facts I say. It is because... Spoilers for Hades Town, in case anyone hasn't seen it. The I fucking Greek seen mythology seen thing that they tell you how it ends at the start. As most things do. But specifically the Revolve, I am thinking of Hades Town 1 because the middle bit goes down. Down, down to Hades Town. Way down to Hades Town. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only lyric now knows. We... No, I don't wait for me because everyone fucking sung it. Yeah. In like Including Trisha Paytas. <laughs> and Jordan Fisher. Um, um, we are gonna g- probably do it at Hades Town episode like, at some point. Not like we want to see it. We're gonna cast, see it. As we said, the cast was just announced, so we really want to go see it. We're gonna go see it, and then we're gonna talk about it because that's what we do. But that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think we should just we should just make bigger stages so we can just put more and more revolves on stage <laughs> and just see what happens. <laughs> like, how many revolves could you get on a stage? <laughs> People are like, we should just put a revolve on a stage for fun. And that's, yes, that's fun. And yeah. I would love it. I do think we need more revolve. But you need to Bring back the lame is revolve. Savvy, what does the revolve symbolize? Just good times, man. Like, listen, I'm back on Phantom. <laughs> you never laugh. on the revolve. She's constantly stuck in this cycle. Yeah. Just ha- like, th- oh my God, you know, Wandering Child is made the bit. After wishing, yeah. my favorite song. Sorry, when it's all three of them, <laughs> we have just imagine, or like, like final lair when <laughs> the two men that she's got a the ridiculous men she's got a pick for choose. Well, they're saying, imagine her stuck going round and round on this revolve, and she can't do anything. And she tries to step off. She steps onto another revolve that goes the opposite way. Think of the symbolism as made. Wow, you are you are just. Um... I do genuinely think we need more revolves in theatre. They're so much fun. Um... We need to do more. We need to just start tearing out stages of like historic theatres and putting revolves in. No, I think it's really easy to stage to put in a revolve. So I... I have a friend who goes to private school, and they put in a revolve for her play. Fuck off! I love yeah. that. Yeah, imagine I what was, we did if we had a revolve. I was meant to go see her in Anything Goes this week. She's playing Reno, and I couldn't because I'm so busy. Shout out to Zara. Okay, I think this is the problem with us talking about Come From Away. We've is that got... we will talk about it for hours. Yeah, we. But we're we... not saying anything. We're just like, I love this show. They could do this. However, the current production oh, is perfect. They could do this. It wasn't like the production dear Evan Hansen where we were like, kill it all, rip it out. I hate it all. Don't bring us over I'm in the mood. We're about to. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I told you about how I will say this on the podcast actually, because I'm willing to put it out there. I fucking hate Anne Juliet. I don't know if I said that yet. You mentioned how you dislike it, yeah. I I genuinely it's not that I dislike it, it's that I genuinely despise it. Right, yeah. I was talking they to have a revolt. Like, well, it that's just not worth it. <laughs> Julia is stuck in this scenario. Write her out. That's your plot. That is your plot. 
so you could write her out and then you put her back into the exact same sorry i'm gonna get into this too much and i don't want to because no. literally i was talking to my friend and i offhandly mentioned that i hate Anne juliet they were yeah. like, why and i was yeah. like we can't talk about this right now we can't talk about this right now because yeah. i will talk for an hour yeah um yeah so uh, it cost twelve million dollars of initial investment to put on, with a weekly operating cost of six hundred thousand. And according what does that to, go to, what do you mean? Like, like operating cost? Yeah. So like paying everyone like, that like, works in the theatre, paying I the landlord. I understand, like the paying rent and paying like. Like salaries, yeah. It's like six hundred thousand is not significantly less than like how much Phantom cost to put on, and I understand why Phantom cost as much as it did because there's a lot going on in Phantom, and like the what the, is happening in Cumbria way. I think like the rent of the theatre probably costs quite a lot. But it's. I might be like misremembering. It wasn't a like a massive theater. No, it wasn't. But like any Broadway theater is going to cost a bit. But the idea with that is generally so that you can make a profit. Yeah. So I mean, I have like, here. You're not going to rent out a theater that you know you'll never fill up. Some people do, apparently. But you're not going to rent a theater that you know you're never going to fill the seats for. Yeah. Because you're always going to be at a loss. Yeah. Whereas come from away. Was selling seats like there's no doubt in my mind that they were selling seats. Yeah. Um, so why was it? So, sorry, I'm I'm not very good at economics, so I don't. Yeah, know guys, we don't we don't we don't know economics. Why don't we just print more? Print more money, guys. Um. Yeah. So with according to the Globe and Mail, Hein and Shankoff share. Um of the box office cut to be as much as a hundred thousand dollars in a really great week i don't say as often but kind of deserved no they like do a very good job they, and also they are the only writers and they are the like they are the writers of this show this show is like yeah. their child um it's like there's some shows i'm like you're earning a bit much for what you did yeah in 2017, he would be nominated for some Tony Awards. He got seven nominations. All deserved. All deserved. How are they... I don't say that very often about the 2017 Tony Awards. No, but we are going to be saying that, that word today and maybe next week. Who knows? Um, so I combed through all the predictions. So, like, you know how all the big publications like put out predictions about what, what they think should win and will win? Yeah. I combed through all of them. So the Hollywood Reporter said that the general sentiment for Best Musical is that it's too close to call, but it is between Div and Hanson and Come From Away. Well, one of them's a clear winner. It's not the one that won. The Hollywood Reporter also stated that Jen Carella could win for Best Featured Actress. Because she, she, I believe, was one of the only cast members nominated for the featured role. Which makes sense, because it is... You have to admit, like, some, like, when you think come from away like the individual song it is me and the sky me and the sky is often the way that a lot of people find out about the show because it's more approachable i fucking love that song, I sung that song it's a great song time. it's a great song um variety said in a year full of tough calls this might be the toughest about that musical come from away the spring surprise challenger to the long season long front runner dear and handsome no wrong 
has become a sentimental favourite and is expected to play well on the road. Uh, with no truly dominant candidate this season, voters may spread the wealth. One may go the way to the top of Ward for comfortable way, but there's reason to suspect that the talk of the Dear Van Hansen black backlash is somewhat overstated. Yeah, no, people should have been rioting in the streets and they weren't. It's just... The show's momentum is likely to carry across the finish line. Uh, however, uh, the outcome of the mu- new musical's race. Jermaine Hansen's locking the awards for score. What? And book. Whatever. But Cruella has been working the campaign trail and she's got a standard role in Come From Away as a pioneering pilot. The thing is, like, theoretically, I'm using this word strongly here. Yeah. The like plot and the themes of Come From Away and Dear Evan Hansen should be very similar. Oh yeah. The idea of like community. You are not alone. You are coming here. together in moments of tragedy. Yeah. However, one of them is about, you know, being brave in the face of a literal like the defining terrorist attack of seemingly the century. Yeah. We had one that's hit us as hard as that one. No. Was. And, like, you know, doing your best to find a community, to stay strong, to recover as much as you can. And this is a sentiment that goes for all Americans, you know? Yeah. 9-11 is still very raw for them in some senses. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other one is about a guy whose classmate that he doesn't know kills himself, and he decides to profit off that. Yeah. And we're like, well... It, it could go either way. They're both equally as important. And also, like, if you think about it in any sense of the word, David Hudson is not doing anything revolutionary, whereas I would argue that all of the other best musical candidates were doing something revolutionary. Yeah, like, there's some aspect of the idea of, oh, well, they all had, like, these very tiny casts. Yeah. And they all had, like, minimal sets. I don't know if you could say that about... No. No, and also if we're talking about I wait, when you say they all, are you just talking about Come From Away and Devin Hansen or are you talking about the other two as well? I was Great. initially talking about all of them, but I'm definitely realizing that I'm mainly talking about just Come From Away and Devin Hansen. Yeah, I was about to say when you said minimal sets, I was like, mm, great comment. And actually Groundhog Day. <laughs> this is the thing I don't get. The set we saw in Groundhog Day is totally different. Yeah, no, it's different. Yeah, they had a revolving Groundhog Day when originally. Revolving Groundhog Day. That's perfect because again, it's stuck in one place, can't move while everything moves around him. Perfect. Um, however, I would have loved a revolve in our Groundhog anyway, Day. Anyway, so I would argue that um, all three other best musical candidates were doing something revolutionary, and then there was Derek Hansen. It's not even like oh, looking back. It's not revolutionary because we've had so much like it. You know, there hasn't really been another musical like Come From Away. No. But there have been a ton of like contemporary yeah. musicals like Ever Hansen. About teenagers. But it's even life. at the time. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of a name off the top of my head. For what? Like just another like contemporary pop musical. I don't know. Mean the Girls, time. The Prom. Those are all like post Like, this is going to sound so bad, and I really do apologize. Anastasia. 
though. Anastasia is more classical than pop. Classical than pop, yeah. I was going to say that Legally Blonde is a pop musical. Yeah, 100%. It's iconic. It's contemporary. It's modern. You know, it's all of that stuff. And it has a good plot. Yeah. It's an added bonus for the point I'm making. (laughs) And it, it... There was nothing... Like, David Hansen was writing these songs that were modern and poppy. Yeah. Sentimental. Theoretically, huh. they're sentimental. No, they're not. Go and listen to Legally Blonde, like the song Legally Blonde. Go and listen oh! to Chip on My Shoulder. Go and listen to the song so much better. When she goes, some girls fight hard, some face the trial, some girls were just meant to the smile, and the music smile. stops. It is better than anything Gamera has ever done. Is that not just all entire girl just copied that? Where would we be about Legally Blonde? Basically, that's what we were trying to say and all also, of last episode. Yeah, I fucking love Legally Blonde. But yeah, Darren Hansen's done nothing. It shouldn't have won. This isn't just because I hate Darren Hansen, but that's no, part of it. But like, looking at the Batches shows, they were all doing something, and Darren Hansen was doing nothing. It's. Okay. There are awards of the, Tony, of the 2017 Tony Awards. I do think David Hansen should have won. Rachel Bay Jones for Best Supporting Actress. Definitely Fine. a kind of Best Supporting cool. Actress. Happy. I would even, and there are, basically there's someone from every single other show that I would have preferred to got this. Yeah. But I don't even mind them for that for Best Leading Actress. No, like, I, I will acknowledge that. You know what, he did Pat a good job. He did a good job and and was allegedly having a mental breakdown on stage every night, so go, go Ben yeah. Platt. Should be rewarded. I could see, I could see like best lighting. Yes, actually no. There are. This is the thing I'm saying. There, like, me saying something like best leading actor or best lighting. Mm. Maybe like best supporting actress. There are of the other shows that were nominated, or even just the ones that were in that season. There are ones that I think would have been better. Yeah, but knowing what Darren Hansen was and what it still kind of is to this day. It had to win something. And there yeah. are definitely awards that, even looking back today, if Darren Hudson had won, I would have been like, you know what? That's you know what? Maybe book. I'm like, fine, whatever. Like, I'm like, you know what? I don't know enough about the other books to... Yeah, I've not studied them. The best one. It's like, best, light, best lighting, I feel like, should have could have gone to kind of any of them. Yeah. I don't know how much Come From Away does with lighting. I feel like it's pretty straightforward throughout. Yeah. So I could see it. You know, it's like set I'd rather give to, like, Great Comet. Yes. It has an incredible set. It's almost like they created a nightclub. Wow. Wow. It's not that nifty. It's just just getting some fucking screens in. Some screens in a bed. Just grow up. Get a grip. grip. See, okay, here's the thing, actually. Thinking back on it, I do think different hands and deserve to win best book yeah purely because of the doxing scene that's incredible <laughs> that's like peak writing um <laughs> you love that scene so much <laughs> it's so good guys we used to like go on a rampage about david hansen like once a month but ever since we put out that episode and found a new enemy we're, we're normal about it as normal as we're ever gonna be about i actually it. i do really enjoy having a new enemy that i like to vague about it like, yeah. I'm always like, I fucking hate Darren Hansen. Like, fuck, I, I am very vocal about hating Mincemeat. 
yeah. I hate mincemeat. Yeah, we do. Um, we hate mincemeat. I mincemeat. I love mincemeat the food. Yeah. It's so easy to cook with at uni. Oh my um, god, it's so easy. But it's incredible. I like, like, literally, Fuck operation mincemeat. like, the week we recorded David, uh, the week we recorded David Hansen, like, we also saw mincemeat. So it was like, what, as one enemy died, another one. Yeah. Reared its head. So it would back win. Back to the gold down 2017 Tony Awards. The bane of my existence. Um, it would win one Tony Award, being best, best direction. direction, which shocked me. Again, I would still say deserved. I'd say deserved. There's just another show where I'm like, you know, it would recoup its investment in October 2017, grossing well over one million a week, without having grossed. Uh, 39 million dollars within a few short months which is insane like i mean this can also be attributed to the post hamilton boom of just broadway in november of that year it would sell its film rights to mgc financing the film entertainment doing uh the distribution with mark gordon producing it and irene shankoff and david hein coming back to like adapt it um, and they said in an interview that they would um, like to film in Gander itself um, with the film actors, crew um, being invited into people's homes as a way to tell the story. Um, and it was allegedly meant to start filming like in 2018, but like, I don't think this film's happening. I want to be so real. I, be. I do really wish it would. It- I would love to see a couple of Wish it would, but I don't think it is. Mm. Um, it wouldn't wouldn't include Hollywood stars, which I like. Um, mm. and it would want regular people, and they would like the extras to be the people of Gamba, which is like the right thing to do in this situation. It would play Dublin in twenty eighteen with a London run planned after that run, with an opening at the Phoenix Theatre on the thirtieth of January twenty eighteen. It would be nominated for nine Olivier Awards, being Best Musical, Outstanding Achievement in Music, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Clive Carter and Robert Hans, Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Rachel Tucker, Best Lighting Design, Best Sound Design, Best Director, and Best Theatre Choreographer. It would you win. Really give them some Best Theatre Choreographer. Huh? Some physical theatre. <laughs> physical theatre would give them some great choreography. Oh God! It would win uh outstanding achievement in music, best theatre choreographer, best sound design, and best musical. Thinking Again, about it, just, what was it up against? Six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else that Olivia? I just remember going in and having a conversation with my old singing teacher and being like. We we like basically both being like, oh, it's probably gonna be come from a ways, yeah, but like six should win something. No, it's twenty nineteen. I meant. Is it actually? Yeah, twenty nineteen. I I know I wrote twenty eighteen. I'm currently seeing Black Frank. Wow. I'm seeing Ballad of Songbird and Snakes tomorrow. Woo! I really want to see it. I, well, I also don't care enough to go. I got a text from Nadia being like, "Do you want a Ballad of Songbird and Snakes?" I get for nine pounds. I was like. Oh fuck, Patty Lapone won. Yeah, Patty Lapone won against the six queens. I don't, you know what, that's deserved. Um, let me see. Yeah. Oh my god, Fun Home and Tina were up. Oh fuck. And then Revival was Company, Caroline or Change, and The King and I. And I, yeah, I remember debating yeah. this with my old singing teacher. 
and him being like i think six could take it because it is so british and he also just really loved six and then i was like i don't know i've just seen come from away and i think it's pretty amazing yeah and i was right (laughs) i will say it is kind of shocking yeah that best theatre choreographer went to come from away and not six or company yeah i i do think it is like shocking how like a very canadian musical would like win against a very british thing because the olivier's kind of love to give out awards to british people versus which makes sense right i hate the best sound design award Really? Because no fucking theatre in the West End has good sound design. <laughs> Anywho. In but someone 20- else come for away did win. Yeah. I mean, when both times I saw it, I didn't have any issues. Um, in It would be the best, it would be the sixth best selling show on the West End in 2019. In 2018, it would become the longest-running Canadian musical on Broadway, with it playing longer than the drowsy Chateau. During the pandemic, it would announce its plans for a filmed version from the Broadway stage, uh, with it being recorded live on stage at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theatre in May and it of that year, and it would um, have the cast members from the Broadway productions. It was produced by Radical Media, which worked on Hamilton for Disney+, and would employ 222 people during this time like during the theater shutdown which is nice it would then be bought by apple plus and it went onto the platform on september 10th 2021 okay. did i buy it yeah how much is that i bought newsies so i'm kind of willing to spend some money on this um, how much is it actually it's so, actually so embarrassing. All of my searches on the Apple TV app are the Phantom of the Opera and then Barbie of Swan Lake. <laughs> and also what's, Love Never Dies for some what's reason. What's really interesting is, I don't think this is talked about much, but allegedly there's like tons of pro shoots just like bouncing around that doesn't have a distributor. So the fact that this show was able to get a distributor is like really amazing. What what you, yeah. Is it a lot of money? It's free! Yeah, if you have Apple Plus. Apple TV. I don't! You don't? What? Sorry. Maybe I do. I didn't think I did. I think you must do. Right, okay, so I can't show you what well, it is. Well, I personally don't. I, maybe I will watch Come From Away for the first time ever. Oh, seven days free and then... Oh, damn. It's just letting me watch it. Maybe I'll watch that. Slow. Anyways, let's continue. Anyways. Anyway, it would reopen on Broadway September 21st. 2021 after covid it would not be about controversy since chad kimball who plays kevin one of the kevins in the original broadway run um would file a lawsuit against the producers say or come through away saying that he wasn't rehired for the show's post-pandemic return rt spoke out against the covid restrictions on religious services i just want to say it is kind of crazy i don't know if it would be disrespectful i don't think they close a lot of stuff but the fact that they couldn't perform for the 20th anniversary, and is anniversary the right word? Yeah, yeah, because the anniversary, anniversary of the bad stuff still happens. Yeah, but so 20 years after 9-11 would have been September 11th, yeah. 2021. Yeah. So they opened on September Because I know, like, again, don't ask why specifically I know this, but it's like the 9-11 museum. I've Memorial been. Closes. Yeah, yeah, but it closes on 9-11 every year. And yeah. it only lets um 
families of victims and people who lived through it. Um, well, not lived through it, but like survivors were affected by it. Yeah. yeah. Only they're allowed to go uh, to go in. Yeah. And there's like special services and stuff. Yeah. So I understand like why why I guess, but I can't because it's not like they were doing something else, you know. Yeah. Like, it's not like they weren't I, I think, because like, they were doing a special performance. No, I think that, like, a lot of shows, that was just the first, because if, like, looking at it, that was just the date a lot of the sh- shows came back. Mm. Like, I think there was probably some, like, public health, like, restriction lifted or something like that. Yeah. Or it was, like, the first day after everyone could come safely back into the rehearsal rooms that it made sense to go back on stage. Yeah. I think it was something like that. But anyways, um... Kimball, who was an original Broadway cast member when it opened in 2017, alleges in the lawsuit that the production failed to rehire him for the role of Kevin T in the post-shutdown return, based wholly or partly on his religious faith. Kimball's religious belief became well-known last November when the actor who, among Broadway's first wave of theatre workers, became sickened with COVID in March 2020, spoke out against Washington State newly enacted COVID protocols and capacity limits on indoor religious services, after the state prohibited congregation singing and required all congregation members and attendees to wear facial coverings, Kimball, a Seattle native who had temporarily uh, moved to his hometown during the COVID shutdown, retweeted, Respectfully, I will never allow the- a governor or anyone to stop me from, in all caps, singing, let alone, back to normal space letters, let alone uh, in worship to my God. Folks, absolute perhaps power close caps corrupts caps absolutely close caps this is nothing about safety it's all about capital letters power i will respectfully disobey these unlawful orders they're not stopping you from going to church they're just saying please don't get covid the lawsuit it, the lawsuit was filed in New York State Supreme Court. The suit claims that he was not invited back to be part of the show when it reopened. The production needed to focus on bringing the show back together and ensure people's safety. The suit also alleges that one of the show's producers suggested to Kimball that the events of the Capitol, Josh Hurley, conservative Christian movement, were tied together in a connection between Mr. Kimball by virtue of faith and his and to the ideas and actions of January 6th at the US Capitol. What? So they were alleging that this random Broadway cast member was a part of the January 6th insurrection. Guys, please check out this like deadline article that I'm going to have linked. That is crazy. Because I don't... Am I reading this right? Is the dyslexia playing up? No, it is. That's what they're implying, that he was a part of it. No, the suit's alleging well, okay. that a producer... So Chad's basically saying... He is alleging that I was alleging that I was at the Capitol. And that's why he won't rehire me. Is that right? No, so he's saying that one of the producers yeah. mentioned or implied to him yeah. that his identity yes. as part of the Christian faith yeah. linked him to the identity of those that attacked the Capitol because of yeah, his views around COVID and of Christianity and his like actions of that, and he's saying that is religious discrimination and defamation. Yeah, I mean, don't really fully want to get into it right now. Crazy, 
However, I don't really, I, I could not find an ups- update on this lawsuit. Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like it has much, like, standing. No. Or I think it must have been, like, the decision to rehire him must have just been about COVID protocols. Like, I think we need to ensure that everyone in the building is going to follow... Because Co- Broadway had way stricter COVID protocols longer than the West End did. Oh, yeah. I think it's um, one of those things. I, I do hate to bring her up. Laura. And it might just be, like, the yeah, the Laura Osnes thing. Where it has nothing to do with being a Christian and something to do with the fact that they didn't follow the rules. Yeah, it's that they weren't being safe. They were putting everyone at risk. Yeah. And so they weren't rehired unless they could change. And if they refused to change, then... That's what yeah, because it, like, it says here, the producers of Come For Away doing business as Kiss the Cod Broadway Limited Partnership declined to comment on the lawsuit when contacted by Deadline Today. Come For Away returned to Broadway's Gerald Schoenfeld Theatre in September, on September 21st. All Broadway uh, venues require their audience members and theatre workers to be fully vaccinated and audiences must wear masks. It might be one of those things where it's not anything how do I put this where it's like he's said he doesn't want to get vaccinated or he doesn't want to follow these rules because of his religion yeah and they've said that's fine you're completely in your right to do that however we cannot rehire you because these are the rules because you need to follow these rules yeah and he's saying well you're discriminating me based on my religion you know you wouldn't not hire someone because I feel like you wouldn't not hire a Jewish person because they have to eat kosher yeah, 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 yeah. There are religious accommodations. Yeah, there are co- religious accommodations that you have to make by law. Yeah, which uh, I'm going to be real. This is not one of them. No, but no, that's no, just no. what he said. I reckon at least that's just what he said. Well, saying. it's just, it's just the, it's just cover away would unfortunately close on the second of October, twenty twenty two, with it being the fifty no. 59th longest running show on that's Broadway. Forty ninth. I want to be so real. Yeah, I know. I was messing that up. Uh, 49th longest running uh, show on Broadway, and it being the longest tenant in the 105 year history of the Shumfield Theatre. It would be the last show of the 2017 Tony Awards season to be running, as Evil would have been defeated on the 18th of September 2022 when Dear Evan Hansen announced it was closing. God bless. And it would close on the West End in, on January the 7th. 2023 and i also will include a link of a very powerful article i had i read uh about a guy 20 years after being stranded in newfoundland reflecting on his experience i don't think he's like directly referenced in the musical but he includes like photos and stuff and it's really interesting yeah so yeah that was come from away i mean i i like the i like the fact that it was the last yeah yeah Um, unfortunately we're in a trend of reviewing musicals that we just we're reviewing because this is not a review talking about musicals that we just really like yeah and i think unfortunately it might continue for a little bit let's let's look at the calendar yeah actually end of year review as we've said (laughs) yeah Okay, next, can I read all of this out? Can I do up until... Because it's, like... A no, I, I like I like the little, like, you have to wait until the end of the episode to find out what we're doing next week. We're doing great. We're doing great Comet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, next week it is Great Comet. We're staying with 2017. And we might be staying with... Seven, tw- 
at 2017 yeah. for another week after. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing. Like, we did it with Legally Blonde. Yeah. We're doing it with copyright. And we're going to do it with Great Power. Where, when we're talking about our thoughts. Yeah. I really love this musical. I really like how they did it. I really want to go see this. I really want to go see this again. I really like this musical. Yeah. I'm looking at the other ones we have. My God. Guys, 5th of February. Look out. <laughs> Next year, 5th of February. Yeah, guys, believe it or not, we have content planned out until... Um, my... Okay, not, like, consistent. Not consistent. But there are things planned up until my birthday next year, which is around the 2nd of October. Yeah. We have stuff, like, laid out that's going to go up until that point. Yeah. Not consistent. We have pretty consistently until, like, the end of February. Not even that, actually, like halfway through February. No, we have stuff, I just forgot to write them in. What the hell do we have? I'm going to forget. I'll tell you off mic. <laughs> okay. We're doing great comment next week, and we're going to be positive. But, like, at the end of the day, we do genuinely really love theatre. I was listening to the show that we're doing the week after Great Comet. Yeah. Which I've already hinted at a little bit. Yeah, we just um, think about it. Oh my god, I fucking love that show. Yeah. And then the one after, I just really like the story. Yeah, yeah. And then end of year review, we're going to be bitching. End of year review, we're going to be insufferable. Yeah, so join us next week for Great Comet. And I'd also just like to say, um, I've noticed that there's been quite a few people listening, new people listening as of late. Um, Thank you. It's really cool. We really like the fact that you guys like listen and like stuff. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I've started like putting out different kind of content on our social medias. Um, no, on the Twitter. I've been slacking on the Twitter. Let's forget it exists. <laughs> Contact Nell over the Twitter to start. The yeah, um, but no, if you want to leave us a review, do. If you want to follow us on social medias, I've started posting like exclusive content to them. Um, yeah. If we get enough followers on TikTok, Esme will release every single time I talked about killing myself during the <laughs> If we get, it might have to be a two-part. I know they have ten-minute-long videos on TikTok now, but it, it might be yeah. more than that. Guys, if we get like also, um, we will watch Dear and Hansen because people keep listening to it. I'm like, guys, stop. Um, just joking. Love you guys. Love you. Love you. Um, there was something else I was gonna say. Yeah, maybe over on our Instagram we'll share like a content calendar of what's coming up for the month. Yeah. So yeah. that will be that. So if you want to know what we're doing, follow us on Instagram. I've recently discovered you a passion basic... for graphic design. Yeah, it's been very shocking. <laughs> now texted me was like, did we hire a graphic designer who made this? Yeah, it's pretty sure. It looks pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, we're basically wrong about musicals, or you're wrong about musicals on every platform. Yeah, there's a link tree somewhere. There is a I made it, I'm qu- actually quite proud of the, it. Our link tree is really sick. It's... Um, I can't put it in our, I could put it in our Spotify, but I just have them all listed. Um, yeah, also, we're debating opening up doing a st- sub stack. If you guys want to know that, if you guys want to. Want to hear our like? We'll do show reviews. I have some things I want to write about. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah. Join us next week for great comment. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.